Hey everybody, Ben from the future here, and just checking in at the top of this re-release to explain a little bit why we're re-releasing it. Well, as you may know, it's been anniversary month, that's why we've done the 50th anniversary of The Exorcist, the 35th anniversary of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the 60th anniversary of the U.S. release of the first James Bond movie, Dr. No, and in theaters this week is the 30th anniversary re-release in 3D of Jurassic Park, a movie we've already covered. But hey, it wouldn't be an anniversary month without a re-release. That's how the industry does it in real life, so why not reflect that here on the podcast? Uh, That was my thinking, at least. Just a fun thing to put in over the weekend. Maybe you're going to see it. Maybe you're going to see it this Sunday, by the way, which is National Cinema Day. Theaters all over the country are doing $4 tickets including to Jurassic Park in 3D. So you know where I'll be on Sunday. Okay, just wanted to give you that context for why this episode just showed up in your feed. Tune in on Monday for the grand finale. It'll be the 25th anniversary of, uh, I was going to tease it, but it's the Truman Show. We're going to do the Truman Show. It's the 25th anniversary. Great movie. Uh, It'll be our second Peter Weir. All right, back to... Big Steve Summer. This is from over a year ago, last July, when the theme was Big Steve Summer. Still my favorite theme name I think we've come up with. We did a bunch of Steven Spielberg blockbusters, and of course we included 1993's Jurassic Park. Happy 30th, JP. I, oh God, I wish I hadn't said Okay, back to the... Back, back to the... I think this was going really well. I'm just going to stop talking now. Take it away, Ben, from 13 months ago. (laughs) Welcome late to the movies. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen that YouTube video? As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast. (laughs) But it's either going to be the fourth and final pitch-perfect rendition of a John Williams theme song or something along the lines of... Welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holt, and this is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, the movie is Jurassic Park. And your guest this week, left, right, across your podcast, Al, we've got a, a super turbo edition with so many people on including Quigley. That makes six. Five humans, though. First up, it's Greg. Hey. Lindsay. Hey. Kyle. Hello. And Ray. Hi. Hi. I didn't mean to cut you off before. What were you talking about? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the the YouTube video of the melodica version of the Jurassic Park theme song? No. We'll have to look at it later. (laughs) It's very much like what you just played. It's weird because, so that's, that's the one that sticks out, but it has like that other piece of music that also plays a lot in some moments, but not like the really dramatic ones, I guess. The dun 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's got a good score. It's got a great score. Did you good say job, Johnny? This was the fourth John Williams one this month? Yeah, fourth of four. He did a, so wait, why is it Big Steve Summer? <laughs> it should be Big Johnny. Big, big, big Johnny, John. I think, right? Big yeah. Johnny. Uh well it can be they can share the title. Yeah, I mean they're John, all John Williams is retiring soon after he does his last collaboration with Spielberg on the Fablemans, currently in production. But yeah, he'd probably love one more honorary title from us then if he's retiring soon. Yeah. Mm. Um we'll give him the lady for best big Johnny next uh spring. Oh, perfect. 
All right. So um, before we get into Jurassic Park, which we're all very excited to do with so many people here today, surely someone has seen something interesting and worth talking about recently. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been busy at all. I've been watching lots of movies. Yeah, I figured. No. I think since last time I was on, though, I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse and Scott Pilgrim. Nice. And those are both great. Yeah, man. Scott Pilgrim especially. It's so fucking good. I love that movie. I mean, so Into much. the Spider-Verse is really good too. Those are yeah, those are two of the best movies of that sort of I feel like they have a lot in common, even though like they're obviously have a lot not in common. Yes, too, yes. But, no. But just vibes wise. Yes. The vibes, vibes are wise. correct. Yes. How about you guys? Is that anything fun lately? Uh, we just finished Stranger Things, mm-hmm. the finale. We can't talk about that because Rachel and Greg have not seen it yet. It's uh, like Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. Just a general thumbs up or thumbs down? A uh, general thumbs up. Okay. We'll talk about it on, at a later date. We will. Um, we also just watched Doctor Strange, the the second one. Oh, we just Most watched that too, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, on, uh, on Disney Plus? On Disney Plus, yes. Wait, have you seen? Have you seen? We yeah. just watched it recently. Yeah. Okay. General thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm curious. General thumbs down. Okay, same. I'm, I'm close. Like, I'm I like, liked it. Meh, I'm kind of tapping on it. Um, It was scary, which was, I guess, cool. But I was like, people bring like seven-year-olds to see these Marvel movies. Don't so I like- it's PG-13. They shouldn't. It says you're right <laughs> on the box. <laughs> so I like the whole scary aspects because that's new for like Marvel. But I feel like... Um, like the evil villain character is just like Katy Perry hot and cold. Like she can't decide what she wants in the multiverse. And it's like, okay, are we? She wants what Disney is telling me every woman wants, which is kids. Yes. Yeah. I. She can't yeah. help it. She's yeah. a mother. Yeah. She yeah. says as she murders someone. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's just what any mother would do. I, I like know. that. What would you do? <laughs> I would definitely go and murder people, I guess. Right. <laughs> I like that Disney snapped Patrick Stewart's neck. That's what Disney says. Uh huh. I do as Disney commands. Understandable. Disney's given us like two of their female superheroes, and like this one, it just they're bad now. Wait, now now that she's dead, she can get her own movie, though, right? That's their rules. Yes. Okay. Yep. Can we talk about the ending, though? I'm so confused as to why we have this main superhero, right? whose powers are stronger than anybody else's. But yeah, at the end, they're like, no, we're going to teach you Dr. Strange's power. And you're going to go to this camp and you're going to learn how to do little sparky thingies, but we're not going to teach you how to use your own powers. Like, I guess they're going to build mind-boggling. Because she doesn't have like full control, I guess. So they're like, we're going to start with the basics and you're going to work up to the thing you can already do. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. As you were saying, that, I was like, I don't know what Lindsay's talking about. I totally forgot that America was in that movie until like just now. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could forget about America too. Uh-uh. We're all oh. high-fiving. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, just got. Yeah. 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 This got very political very quickly. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. This The Sam Raimi parts of it are nice. I like that there's a zombie that flies on a cloak made out of demons. <laughs> I, think I like it, that part. I think by the time I got to that part, I was like, what is going on with this movie? Something yeah. is off the rails. I, yeah. Me and my sister were literally talking about it earlier today, and it's just that the further we get from it, the more it's just like nothing that happened in that movie mattered. Yeah. Uh, I guess they introduced America Chavez, and that maybe will matter down the line. But um, for now, the whole movie is about the main character just trying to get back to where he started at the beginning of the movie. And he does. Cool, I guess. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I thought the previews were actually cooler than the movie TBH, but 
Do you mean the end credit scene? No, the previews before the movie. Like when I was watching the previews, I was like, oh, this is going to be dope. This is going to be so cool. And then I watched the movie and I was like, wow, this is really not. Mm, yeah, the cool. experience of watching it is pretty scattered. Yeah, I, I did read something about what Marvel's doing with their end credit scenes. I was trying to use that into. I was trying to use that as a segue, as uh, what you were saying into what I wanted to say. Uh, <laughs> so, I read something online about what Disney's doing with the Marvel end credit scenes and how it's kind of changed. So originally it was how they brought new people in and how Nick Fury was kind of approaching these people and trying to bring them into the team, and now it's we're still bringing new people in, but we're not doing like the movie isn't about these people. We don't know who these people are and they're somehow going to build these people into this crazy multiverse that we've, that we've made. So it's just a weird way for them to do things. It's almost like the movies don't matter and only the end credit scenes matter now. It is weird. The character. Absolutely. Yeah. The character they introduced the end there. I was like, I don't know who this is, but I guess they're important now. Yeah. I had absolutely. (laughs) Don't don't let Will hear hear you say that though. He, he knows. (laughs) Cut that part out in post, please. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not not to dunk on Will, but in, I mean, in a literal sense, Will does know who that is and he he was pretty excited about it. But I don't. I Googled it. She sounds cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I always forget it's, uh, Dormammu's like niece or something. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And in some multi multiverses, she marries Stephen Strange, and they like go and fight multiversal entities. Hmm. Okay, sounds kind of cool. Yeah, great. Can't wait for that movie. I guess <laughs> Doctor Strange three, <laughs> the, and my yeah. new wife. <laughs> and I mean, just the whole <laughs> the the whole mentality of it ending on a note of like you know Stephen Strange used. The dark holds, even though he knew it would turn the other guy sinister <laughs> in order to like get to the resolution. And then he does get punished at the end and he's like screaming in pain as it goes to credits. And then the mid credit scene, he's just fine. So that really undercuts the weight of that ending. <laughs> but that's just how, like you said, it's how these movies work now. It's just setting up the mid and end credit sequences. But, you know, it's okay. Pizza Papa always gets paid. So... <laughs> it's over. Um, what, have you watched anything? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, the original director for the second Doctor Strange movie, Scott Derrickson, he left this project after it already got started and made the Black Phone instead, and that was pretty good. I don't think I've talked about. I've we've I've done a couple of these recordings since I've seen it, but I don't think I talked about it yet. So yeah, it was pretty good. I like Ethan Hawking. Thanks. I was gonna say I, I think it. a couple of people have told me now that that was really good. Yeah, it's based on a Joe Hill short story. He's very successful in his own right, but you know, no offense to him, most famous for being Stephen King's son. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> I don't want to say too much about it. I'm the only one here who's seen it. That's right up your alley, wife. Yeah, it uh, felt kind of king-ish, even though it was his son. Like, it's in the 70s, and it's about kids and ghosts, and there's, this, like, a, a character who you're like, oh, it's just another character, and then they're like, this character has psychic visions. And you're like, whoa, I didn't... That wasn't in the trailer. <laughs> um, that's introduced really earlier in the movie, so that's not a spoiler. Uh, one thing that we did do, um, the thing, 40th anniversary, so... Oh, I forgot we saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. So good. Uh, there was some controversy that I saw right after we saw it that the um, transfer that Fathom Events had sent out was really bad. So 
there it was like a Sunday and Wednesday thing. And the one on Wednesday, apparently they sent a nicer looking version to theaters for, but we saw it on Sunday. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, I still think it looked fine. It was really exciting to see that in theaters. And I just wanted to, uh, I guess if anyone else cares about the thing, um, there's a very, by the time this episode comes out, I think, um, the big picture, an extremely famous and much more popular movie podcast that does not need advertising on this platform. Um, they're apparently interviewing John Carpenter and I think that their episode interviewing John Carpenter should already be out. So in this moment, I'm looking forward to this. When you hear this, I will have already listened to it. Wait, if we, why did we not interview Steven Spielberg for this month? He didn't return my calls. You know, that's a sore spot. Awesome. I'm curious how that melodica thing you said sounds. You got to listen to it. If you want to take a pause and listen to it. It's, it won't let you down. It's good with the video. I forgot it's in company with a video. Yeah. Uh, that's great (laughs) all right you guys ready to talk jp i'm so fucking ready always (laughs) podcast podcast we got podcast here (laughs) yeah Um, that's a good one (laughs) see nobody cares (laughs) no one cares uh that that really makes the whole thing all right who wants to give us oh wait oh my god i did it again i always forget to set up this is probably the movie i've watched the most in my life greg oh yeah i love this movie i've seen it a ton of times ray all-time favorite movie number one you guys (laughs) (laughs) we have yet to seen it well Well, have you seen it no i'd only seen i'd seen like some scenes but not a lot to clarify, you have seen it as we're recording now. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. I thought the idea was you don't watch the movie. I thought we were watching it while <laughs> and then we, we just recorded the podcast. Live commentary. We, we can start doing live commentary at some point, no, but not, but not today. Awesome. No, we watched it uh, like right before we came here. We finished Perfect. it about 30 minutes before we picked you up. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice and fresh. I got my notes. By, the problem is you guys already missed out on the most important part of this movie, which was seeing it as a child and then being terrified. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite movie of all time, but it did scar me. I, I had a shitload of nightmares. I had a decade worth of nightmares of T-Rexes chasing me. Oh, man. So I, I want to talk about those nightmares. But first, uh, who wants to give us a one-minute plot summary? I feel like Rachel should because it's her favorite movie of all time. Okay. Should I? Go for it. Uh, really my, my one caveat is whoever does it does have to do it in a Mr. DNA accent. <laughs> oh, I don't remember what he sounds like as an I accent. do, but I can't do the He doesn't accent. pronounce the R in dinosaur. That's all you need to remember. Dinosaur. 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 That's it. <laughs> dinosaur. Okay. All right. So, movie opens up. Tragic accident. A velociraptor kills someone. Um, the lawyer's going to go visit the, the amber mine, and they tell him that he needs to in, uh, investigate John Hammond's uh, uh, theme park he has going on. Um, John Hammond needs to go find some scientists to tell uh, everybody that the theme park is good. They get there and, whoa, this dinosaur is there. And then they go on a, a tour with some kids and um, the power goes out and some bad things happen. And somebody tries to uh, steal the dinosaur embryos and ruins the whole thing. 
and the T-Rex comes and then the Velociraptors come and a bunch of people die and then um, they leave and they don't endorse the park. Yep. I bet that was under a minute. I actually didn't check this time, but it felt right. Um, so yeah, this is, I think legitimately the movie I've seen most over the course of my life. Wow. I had a really big dinosaur face when I was a little kid. Oh, you were a dinosaur kid. Definitely was a dino kid. Dinosaur. Um, dinosaur. Dinosaur. Dinosaur kid. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so this is a 93 movie. I was two when it came out, but for some reason I I don't think I was much older when I watched it and then had a big dinosaur face. So I don't know what it was about our parents' generation. Parents they were all, just every, all the parents were like, yeah, let's just bring our little kids. They got, they, they'll fucking love this. People aren't being eaten and shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, see, why did we all see this so young? I don't know. It was, I mean, everyone saw it. This was the, um, something that we maybe needed to talk about more this month of the four movies that we've talked about. This is the third one that when it came out was the highest grossing film of all time. Um, it's the third time overall that Spielberg did that. And I think the last, um, and he, this movie comes out in 93, uh, also comes out in 93 is Schindler's list. So, He's up for, I don't know, however many awards his movies are nominated for at the Oscars that year, but a whole bunch. Uh, he breaks through finally winning Best Director. Big Steve Oscars. Big Steve Oscars. Uh, yeah, his first Best Director win for Schindler's List that year. Uh, so this, in the grand scheme of Big Steve, is the, what, is this 18 years after Jaws? So of the four we've done, this is the biggest gap between any of them. Um, he's not, a, I mean, he's, he's just like the biggest, the biggest director in Hollywood when this movie comes about. So he gets pretty much all his first choices for casting and gets all the best people. And I don't know, they change the world. They change how movies are made once again. I think he's done a few times in his career. <laughs> and, uh, as much as this month is uh, focused on big Steve himself, which is his official title now. Um, this is maybe the movie that's the best refutation of auteur theory because there's however many hundreds of people that worked on this movie and it's not like Steven Spielberg himself invented, uh, T-Rex and CGI. So he didn't invent dinosaurs though. That is true. The dinosaurs. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Um, yeah, I don't know. First time watch for you guys. What'd you think? I really liked it. I did tell everyone that as we were, I, right before Lindsay and I watched it, we looked at each other and we said, no matter what, we have to say we like it because it's Rachel's favorite movie. <laughs> but we did really like it. It was really good. It's just so good. It is so good. So I also had never seen it. Um, absolutely loved it. I would say like on my movie list, it's number two now of like my all time favorite movies. Wow. Oh. It's not number one. And you just watched it an hour and a half ago. <laughs> I did. And it's like. <laughs> I, I like want to jump back in and just go to the second movie now. Like what it's is one of those number types of one. Um, this is a very unpopular opinion. Are you sure you're comfortable with me saying it on the podcast? I think you kind of have to now. I think it's a popular. Doctor opinion. Strange too. <laughs> no, it's um Greece. That's fine. Greece is a feel good movie. No, it's not Greece two. <laughs> yeah, Greece two is kind of trash, but Greece one was great. I like the Grease yeah. Live too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But Jurassic uh, Park Grease, is right Grease there. is a classic movie. That's not a weird thing. And I think it's just say. like more of like the childhood thing. Like if I think I saw Jurassic Park when I was probably like 12 or 13, like it would totally be flipped. Yeah. But I didn't. 
Um, I will say what's funny about this is that I had done some Miss America filming in Universal Studios. So when I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they ripped off Universal Studios like this. Because <laughs> I had not had the experience of watching it and then going to Universal Studios. Um, met Baby Blue there. I'll send you that content because that's mm. quite hysterical. Um, was made a fool on national television because it was absolutely terrifying meeting a dinosaur. And now I'm like, they're kind of cute now that I've seen the movie. Yeah. I can see why we wanted a park. Um, I, you know what? I, I endorse the park. Oh, that's oh. good. Oh. Hammond will be happy. Hammond will be. Yeah, it is, it is cool that they did make the like dining area in Universal Studios for Jurassic Park. Like identical. Identical to like the dining area that they had in the park in the movie. Oh, yeah. The visitor center looks pretty much one-to-one. Mm-hmm. And even like the gift shop, like some of the things I was like, oh, my gosh, we literally saw that in the gift shop. Like, yeah, you can still go and get it. So I thought that was really cool. Like they did make it a park, kind of, sort of, not really, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's um. I mean, that's that's one of the <laughs> the funnier things of the, it depicting exactly what the whole machinery around the movie is doing in real life of showing like the actual toys in the gift shop that then I think they actually did sell in like Toys R Us and whatnot. Every across time I the world. like watch this movie, I see like all the merch. Like, and not just like things in the gift shop, but like the Jeeps and like, mm-hmm. they all have like Jurassic Park rain jackets at one point. And I'm like, man, they must be like mad loot from this movie, like floating around somewhere, right? Like all this exactly. stuff has to be somewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, I bet you people hoarded it because it's like wicked cool. Like, why would you not want this stuff? It makes me think of um in the Jurassic World when the, the guy has the vintage Jurassic Park t-shirt. <laughs> Oh, it's not really a spoiler. Oh, I panicked. Oh, no, no. Uh, I was like, I'm watching it tonight. Don't spoil. Well, oh. <laughs> good news, since you just watched Jurassic Park, you've basically already seen Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. Just, There's a new one out right now, too. The same. Yeah, Jurassic World I, was good, though. Jurassic oh, World was good. Right, was yeah, like because a, they did the same movie. It was yes. like a fan service kind of movie where they kind of did the same thing again, but it was, yeah. it was good. I can't get over how good Jurassic Park looks after, like, oh, from 93. It's like, what, it's like, like a 30-year-old movie, and it still looks amazing. Yeah. I guess that's the thing that jumps out that we can we can kind of dig into is the this being <laughs> hey oh um, this sort of being the inflection point of CGI coming into mainstream filmmaking um, in a really really big way literally big way biggest movie ever at the time um, you guys know a lot about this at least from the movies that made his episode on Netflix yeah. <laughs> if you want to speak to that yeah I just remember obviously like. Um they mentioned they didn't want to do CGI at all. They were going to do like, was it claymation or puppetry? Uh, stop motion. Is they, what they wanted to do stop motion. And some people were trying to convince them like, no, we should do CGI. And they're like, no, that doesn't, that's not going to work. There's it's no just, way. It hadn't been done before. It hadn't been done before. So they didn't want to try it. And eventually like the company that was doing a lot of the visual effects just did it. They like made a sample and then that's what ends up getting them to convinced to do all the CGI and everything. And the yeah. per- I think they said uh, the person who was going to do the stop motion was like the best. Phil Tippett, yeah. Yep. And I think he said something about like, oh, well, I'm like going to be out of a job. He's once- credited as the dinosaur supervisor. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Spielberg took the line where Grant says, I think we're out of a job. And uh, Malcolm corrects him. Don't you mean extinct? That's mm-hmm. what Phil Tippett said. I think I've, I'm extinct. Yeah. Yes. You saw the CGI. But it's, it's crazy because before this, like, any kind of dinosaurs that you'd see in media was like 
claymation. It was like yep. the really crappy old like mm. dinosaurs that you imagine from like 1950s kind of movies. Like nobody had seen dinosaurs like on screen doing anything crazy. So this was like the first time that people really saw like what a dinosaur could look like. Yeah. Which and I think they did like a bunch of research and like advancements in paleontology for this movie to like figure out more about dinosaurs and how they moved and what they acted like and you know how they behaved and yeah well i was impressed too because like as a science major like you like i've studied a lot of the stuff that like was discussed here like i've studied a lot about embryos i studied a lot about you know evolution of you know how did we come to be like were we once fish were we once dinosaurs etc so like to see that that like the common like ideas were so well developed and so well executed in the movie and then when you're learning it in class i feel like they weren't like things that are that old. You know what I mean? Sorry to anybody who's born in 1993. My bad. Didn't mean to call you old. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's interesting to see like how well developed those ideas are and how much more developed they are today. Yeah. Even like, yeah, for all their research and stuff. I know you had said something like at this point, Big Steve's like the biggest name. But I think they, some people were saying too, like not just actors, but like people who worked on it, that they were, would get a call and it would be like, yeah, Big Steve wants you to work on this movie about dinosaurs. And people were like, yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's Big Steve, it's dinosaurs, I'm in. And people did not even need extra information. Like people didn't care about what it was, but they were like, dinosaurs, Steven Spielberg, yep, we're good. That's, that's I'm greenlit on this, I'm in. Yep. And uh, just in case people are yelling at their podcast, uh, player of choice and that we haven't mentioned yet, obviously adapted from a Michael Crichton novel. Um, the second Michael Crichton novel adapted into a movie about a park where things go wrong and the attractions start killing guests. The first being the Westworld movie from back in the day. Um, yeah. So we know that, you know, to tell us uh, Crichton and Spielberg were actually kind of tight. So Spielberg started working on the movie before the book was even out. Pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. He had just told me he was working on this book about a dinosaur park, and he was like, can I make it into a movie? He was like, well, it's not done yet, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is crazy. I mean, has that ever happened before? Have you read Jurassic Park? I haven't, and it's, I, mm. I know I should. I've it's heard not. it's uh, super worth reading, even if you've seen the movie, because it's different enough, and it's very good. Just knowing Crichton, I'm sure it's more science-y. I bet he gets a lot more into Currently the, the Amazon stuff. It. Yeah, I bet he gets a lot more into the gene and DNA stuff. I think that's the other thing, too, that kills me in Jurassic Park is when they're, like, talking about how they make the dinosaurs. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times in, like, sci-fi kind of stuff, they'll just say a bunch of random, like, mumbo jumbo to, like, almost, like, confuse you or just, like, kind of, like, hand wave you off. Like, yeah, because... 10% of our brain. Yeah, like, some (laughs) random stuff. But in this, they, like, tell you this thing. I was like, wow, this seems like... I was like, why can't why can't we just do this and make dinosaurs? It sounds like this would work. <laughs> so that's actually a good jumping off place for something I did want to talk about. And you couldn't have known, but I appreciate you setting me up nonetheless. Uh, one thing that we talked about throughout Big Steve Summer is uh, that I do want to talk about in this episode too, especially in the last episode in Jaws. I was talking about all the little things, all the kind of like moments of of life and of like real characters uh, and people behaving the way that real people would that he sort of puts into his movies. And then also uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, we talked about how elegantly there's an info dump, a big exposition scene towards the beginning of the movie. And Jurassic Park has about five exposition dump scenes and they all work really well. Uh, my favorite is obviously the Mr. DNA one 
But I was thinking to myself, just everything you know before they get on the helicopter to go to the island, which happens 15 minutes into the movie, um, before Malcolm's even introduced, you know that um, the investors aren't comfortable with him because he's considered too trendy. And you're like, oh, a mathematician that's too trendy. What could this person be like? Um, he's trendy. The first thing that anyone talks about in the movie is um, that someone's going through a bad divorce. <laughs> Um, and that we hate, we all hate lawyers. Uh, you know, that Grant doesn't like kids that Grant and Ellie are really into their work and can't be bribed until Hammond tells them that he's going to fund their projects. Um, that they're more like practical about how this stuff actually should be done more than if it can be done which obviously comes up more and more throughout the movie. We also know not to fuck with velociraptors already. You, yes, you get the whole thing about velociraptors. You get the opening scene where, of course, the first of multiple black men die and <laughs> um, in a hor- horrible way. Um, yeah, it's all sort of just like building stuff up. You don't even see a velociraptor up close or at all really until about an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. I think actually an hour and 40 minutes into the movie. Um, yeah, like 20 minutes before the end is the first time you actually see a velociraptor, but the first scene is a velociraptor killing someone. Yep. And even though the T-Rex is the icon, the velociraptor is like the jaws shark of this movie. Um, so all of the shit, you know, before you get there, you also know the main, um, I guess villain. You also know Wayne Knight's deal, and you know that Hammond didn't pay him enough, and so he's going to try and sabotage it to get back at him. That's all in the first 15 minutes. That's before you even meet Jeff Goldblum's character, and he does that crazy A lot is laugh. happening. I noticed the pacing like this it. time but, when yeah. I watched it. Right, but it doesn't feel like it. When I just don't know. This is like magic. I just got so excited. every like it would, it would just cut to a different scene, and then it'd give you a little title card of where they were, and I was just like into it every time. I was... Yeah. I don't know. It's very exciting, even though it's just kind of setting things up. Yeah, it's going boom, boom, boom. And you get all of that information, which is setting you up for, like I said, I think my favorite exposition dumb scene of all time, which is when they're on the ride. Because I love rides. I love slow moving rides that tell you things and show you real people working in a science setting. My favorite ride in Epcot is Living with the Land. And um, if no you did, if you, here. If you <laughs> Auto, auto, is this auto-erotica? Auto, auto <laughs> Sorry, I just love exposition scenes and I've been ranting. Um, You're giving us an exposition dump. I, I am, much less interestingly than uh, Steve sets it up. But yeah, anyway. It's great. It's great. I don't know. I guess I didn't leave much for conversation on that point. But <laughs> I do love that Mr. DNA scene. I love it that it ends with them like busting out of the ride too because like... Can, can they do that? Can they do that? Because then it just it always makes me think of later on when they jump out of the car. Yeah. And he's like, I told you we need the doors to lock. <laughs> and I'm just picturing like, this is like an employee who to his boss has been like for months being like, hey, the car doors need a lock. And his boss is like, no one would ever open them. They don't need a lock. He's like, no, they need a lock. And I imagine this has been going on for like six months the whole time the park's getting built. And the first people who go in the car just open the door. It's like, I knew it. They're terrible I- theme park guests. The first ride they go on, they bust it. And just break out. <laughs> and same thing with the stupid car. They're just like, yeah, That's, we're just going to leave. Before they even go on the ride, Malcolm has told him that he considers it like a rape of the natural order or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, or the natural world or whatever he said. Speaking of when they jump out of the car and they go and see the Triceratops. That's correct. Um, do they ever explain why the Triceratops is sick? 
No, I don't think they no, do. No, they were trying to figure it out. That was that was Because the then we find out that the Brachiosaurus is also sick later on in the movie. Yeah, that's true. Is it, it nothing ever happens from this? Like not in later movies either? No. They're just okay, the dinosaurs were all just sick. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was just an indication though because later earlier in the movie they said, "Oh, we have all the problems of an amusement park and we have all the problems of a zoo." And like as a zoologist, like one of the problems that you have in a zoo is like oftentimes like you have these animals who don't belong in these types of environments and now you're trying to accommodate what their original environment or suitable environment would be. So it's the idea of like they're not well treating the animals and it's a bad amusement park. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought that was. Ellie, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, she yeah. mentions like you don't know what any of these plants do. Like you're just picking them because what looks pretty and stuff like that. So. And she's like, these are poisonous and like the, the animal can't eat this and that and that. So there's like a million things that could be making these animals sick. They would never know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what she says. Like, you can't possibly know. And it's all then we get in. You get into the themes of hubris and man trying to control nature. That's obviously leavened throughout Jaws as well. And the other thing is, too, is like the Earth was a completely different environment then than it is now or was in 1993. So like. You have to think of like, what was the atmospheric pressure? What was the atmospheric oxygen level? Like, it could just be the fact that like the oxygen's too potent. Like, you don't know because we weren't there and we don't have that information really. To Condors. If I was building a flock of condors, Lindsay, they were just wouldn't have anything to say. The thing is, they were too busy. I still endorse the park. Deciding whether or not, (laughs) deciding if they could do it. They didn't stop to think if they should. Yeah. Yeah. I just, because they were so specific about the Triceratops and the park, the person who worked at the park was like, she gets sick every six weeks. And I don't know why. It was just, I thought it was so specific that he was like, this happens all the time and we can't figure it out that there was some sort of reason behind it. But I guess it makes it me- very memorable. I, as we were watching yeah. this movie, I, w- I was like, I know every single scene, I know yeah. the order, and I can like tell you in detail what's going to happen. And that Triceratops, I'd never forget, like, it gets sick. X amount of time and this very specific like berries they want to make sure it's not eating by t- looking through shit and like I don't know why I think that's part of it is yeah I don't know it's everything's very detailed it's I like that it's and um this is something we talked about just in the last episode with Jaws the heroes of the movie are not action movie heroes they're just in this movie scientists and they're like doing scientist stuff but they're not super good at combat or whatever they're just making good points about like scientific process and stuff. And she's really good at like trying to diagnose this thing that even though she's obviously never met one of these before, she's like, okay, well here's the process for trying to figure out what's up. So this is not an AZA accredited zoo, right? There's no way. It <laughs> <laughs> um, also like, so I just sent in a quick Google search cause I was curious. Yeah. Um, so I guess that that's, that seems a nod to the original book um, that the film is, you know, loosely based on. So in the book, it turns out that the stones that are, are that it eats are too close to the poisonous Western Indian lilac berries. So when the dinosaur replaces the stones every six weeks, it simultaneously accidentally picks up some of the fallen berries and is poisoned again. So that's a nod to the actual book. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So um, I ordered so the book so at the same time. Answer. So come it at was me, the bro. Berries. <laughs> Give me two weeks for it to come in and read it. And come at me. Hell yeah. Well, knew. Hell yeah, that's great. Um, we haven't mentioned... Aside from Goldblum by name, any of the characters and actors in this movie. Oh, and Wayne Knight. So yeah. Sam Neill plays Dr. Alan Grant. Laura Dern plays Ellie Sattler, who's also, I don't know why I didn't call her a doctor. She's also a doctor. That was sexist of you. It was sexist. Um, we just got more political. She is yeah. the best 
paleo botanist in the entire uh, world. I think because she, because so many characters call her Ellie, and all the characters only oh, call him Doctor. I'm going to defend yeah. you there, Ben. That was a, a nod to Doctor Hammond. Uh, yeah, not being very sexist about her. Listen, uh, we can discuss yes, sexism yeah. and survival situations later. <laughs> I really, and we really will. <laughs> I love that. Well, it should be me going, you know, being she's just like. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because in that moment makes... you want him to be like, "Cause it's your fault," or <laughs> no, because you because you think you're a dude. And so hold yeah. on, can we Even all go like around? Really old. <laughs> can we all go around and say our favorite characters? Because I feel like that's really telling of who you are as a human. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, do you want me to start? Yeah, of course. Grant. You're the creator. Grant Grant by a mile. Oh, I don't know. This really? is hard. Ian, easy. <laughs> I think it's better. <laughs> <than> yeah. <laughs> I think it's oh. I think it's Ian. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like Ellie. It's a lot, close though. Yeah, I was gonna say Ellie Grant, both great. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Hold on to your bets. <laughs> he is great. Uh, a line so nice, he says it twice. Kyle very nicely at that point. Then held on to my butt, and I was like, No, 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 your own butt, <laughs> your own. I was holding my own. Collect collectively, all your. I was also holding my own. Oh, okay. At the same time. Pansy. Picture that at home. All right. Um, mine would be Toast Timmy. Timmy. To- Toasty Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> yeah. Simly, s- solely for the purpose of the fact that he became literally human toast. <laughs> I, him following Dr. Grant through the cars, like, kills me every time. Yes. That's what, like me what car as a are human. You going in again? Uh, whatever one you're going in. <laughs> so I was talking about, like, the little things, and, and one that I've only picked up on subsequent watches is Laura Dern in the background of that scene, the, the like, in really quick succession, not even as the subject of the shot, she makes like three faces in a row that are all really good. Mm-hmm. And then you see that she follows through on that because when he gets out of the other car, he turns around and the girl is there, yep. the hacker. <laughs> uh, and and she's like, yeah, uh, Ellie said that I should ride with you. She, she said, said, be she said it would be good for you. <laughs> yeah. So, then, uh, speaking of little things, uh, uh, one of my favorite things in the... Um, the intro, um, when Dachshund gets out of the car, the taxi, he leaves the door open when he walks away and you see yes. the taxi driver get out and he's all pissed off because he has to go close the door <laughs> behind him. So yeah. funny. For a man who's trying to keep a low profile. <laughs> yeah, low his fedora and his sunglasses. Uh, and so then funny. the other... Uh, yeah. It gives you everything about that character in such short, efficient <laughs> order. That's all you need to know. He has like six lines in the movies in one scene. And you know that that guy's an asshole before he even <laughs> says anything. It's just efficient. Uh, I don't there's get- the um, the scene where the, um, the lawyer's coming over. They have him on that little like boat and they're dragging him in like to the amber mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the two people there are speaking in Spanish. And I guess in Spanish they say to each other, I bet the lawyer trips. And then he trips. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So we tried to put on sub we tried to put on subtitles for that and we couldn't figure it out. And I was like, I want to know what they're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I don't want to get too far away from Timmy. Because I did want to talk about him for a little bit. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about Timmy. Him. All right. Let's talk to him. It, so I understand he is a child. Talking to him. All right. I understand he's a child. Just but climb. It is the one. It is the one complaint I about have about the movie is how much complaining Timmy does. He's you're like literally being chased by velo- velociraptors and a T Rex, and he's like, 
I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to climb this. I'm not going to jump off this electric fence. Like, Timmy, you got to jump, dude. What's I'm, that uh, meme where it's like, oh, Grandpa, I'm tired of that. Just keep digging. Like, that's like, Timmy, oh. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Just keep yeah. moving. Yeah, I don't want to climb this tree to sleep. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be, though, because... Like, yeah. Dr. Grant's not supposed to like kids, and, like, this is, like, the epitome of annoying kid. It's just, like, you know, you're yes. in a terrible situation. He is. Not you, you literally almost just died multiple times. And he's like, ah, you know what? I'm okay. <laughs> the, the epitome of annoying kid. But in his defense, in that scene, when he's like, I don't want to climb the tree, and his sister's like, oh, what's wrong? And he's like, you weren't in the last one. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> We're in the car again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's, um, yeah, speaking of the little things, that's, uh, I think the most that Sam Neill gets to do with just in, in very small moments as he's trying to get Timmy out of the car and he's sort of like confronting his own dislike of children to be like, well, this kid's going to die if I don't like calm him down and get him out of this car. And he gets them out and there's like three jokes in really quick succession that are all played on just Sam Neill's face when... He's like, just like climbing down from a treehouse. Did your dad ever make you a treehouse? And he goes, no. And he goes, yeah, mine neither. Sorry. Or he goes, yeah, same. Uh, and then the car starts moving and he kind of looks up and smiles and goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel's so fucking yeah. And even in that moment, like, there, you literally were just attacked by a by a, a T-Rex, Timmy. And he's like, Timmy, I'm, I'm trying to help you out of the car. He's like... I just threw up. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going to tell anybody you threw up. Just get, get out of the car. Like, you're hanging 50 feet up in a tree. Please get out of the car. And he's like, no. <laughs> Same thing with like Lex too, when she's like, I don't know, the whole time like he's trying to rescue her from the T-Rex. She's like screaming and like yeah. not cooperating. Yeah, and he's like, she's be choking him. Be quiet and don't move. And she's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we want to do T-Rex scene? Oh yeah, it's so so good. So the Man, the starting one, the best scene. In not the start, not the first time they go by the paddock. That one's boring. <laughs> There's no T Rex in there. That doesn't count. So yes, the um, eight to nine minutes of, I think, maybe the best and most important eight to nine minutes in American cinema for of, real of the last fifty years. That seems um, a big deal because that really yeah. is what like cemented like CGI is like a thing you can just do was that uh, that scene. And like that's also when the movie turns into like a creature feature horror movie for basically the rest of the run. Yep. It's done super well. And it's crazy, too, because it still looks wicked good now. Even like mm -hmm. obviously some of the CGI like, OK, CGI is better now. But like it doesn't. The puppets look, are incredible. The, the, the puppets are like still things aren't that good still. Um, the CGI, obviously, CGI is better now, but it still looks good, and you still see worse CGI today. Yep. And then they just do it so well. So if you guys didn't know, if you can see the T-Rex's whole body, it's CGI. If it's only part of the T-Rex, it's a puppet. And I feel like, and we talked about this with Stranger Things, too, like, it stinks now that sometimes people, like, are very reliant on CGI and everything CGI. And I feel like this was it. It's like, you CGI here and there, don't. Because they could have just done all CGI, but they were like, no, if we can do it as a puppet, we do it as like a big animatronic puppet. And I feel like it looks way cooler. Like when you see its face and like the eye like dilates and like that's all the times you just see like some of it. it eating the goat looks really cool. Oh, I don't know. They just yeah. it was like perfect. Good puppet. It's a really good puppet. I think I the Triceratops is probably my favorite dinosaur, but um 
I mean, the T-Rex puppet, they get a lot of use out of. Yep. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, they mention all the time that it was a nightmare to film with the puppet because whatever they made it out of, they didn't like think about the fact that they were going to pour a bunch of water on it and it like it was electronic and stuff. It absorbed all the water. It weighed like way too much weight and it just kept breaking because it's like getting soaked in this rainstorm they make for it. And they'd have to like wait, dry off this giant T-Rex puppet, do some more scenes. It would get waterlogged again. They'd have to like dry it off. It kept malfunctioning. Somebody almost died. Yeah. Uh, so one thing that I, I mean, there's, there's moments certainly in the fifth Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, but the, the main takeaway from that is its director, J.A. Bayona, actually said something that I have thought about when rewatching any of the Jurassic Park movies, and that is he thinks that the movies, um, the, the main images he takes from them are eyes and teeth. And when yep. he says that, he's talking about this scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's eyes and it's teeth. Um, and that's the, and that's the practical stuff. That's not the full body CGI stuff. Um, although the first time it roars in the full body shot, that is, you know, probably, probably the moment that, that that's, that's why you were scarred probably. <laughs> um, so yes, seeing that scene for the first time, what'd you guys think? I thought all of it was really cool. I didn't know anything about the puppets. I didn't know anything about, I don't, yeah. I'm an educated little swine. So, uh, you don't need to. Honestly, I just was like blown away. Like the fact that again, like that it was made in 93 and that it looked this good um, because I've seen some pretty bad CGI. Um, I mean, we went to go see Shang-Chi together and we both were like, okay, great CGI battle. Awesome. But like this was a really great CGI battle. So I was like, if Shang-Chi just ended with some dinosaurs, I'd be dope. That'd be cool. I loved it, though. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that that was like half puppet, half CGI. I thought it was just all CGI. So when they were doing that initial scene in the with the T Rex and the uh, Lex and Timmy were like under the the sunroof yeah. of the car, like I thought that was all CGI. I didn't. I had no idea how they did that, but that's so much cooler that it was like a puppet smashing yeah. into these. Yeah. in that scene, Pretty the glass much, yeah. actually wasn't supposed to break. The, oh, the, really? Yeah, the puppet like broke the glass, so they were like kind of freaking out about really? it for real. Yeah, because they have their hands up. They have their hand. It was just supposed to push the glass down. They were supposed to be under it. Oh, the, the second time it comes down and the like and part it of it shatters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it wasn't supposed to break. So that was real terror, <laughs> probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even if it did what it was supposed to, it'd probably be real terror. Like, okay, we got this giant robot. Its giant mouth is just going to smash this car you guys are in. (laughs) Just scream. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was not going to be hard. Also, we can't control it. No, (laughs) you guys are super scared. Also, it weighs three times as much as we planned for, so we don't have any diagrams on how this will work. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, you guys are super scared watching it in theaters. Now, imagine actually like being Timmy or Alu. I know. And yeah, it's... um, Something we talked about in the last episode in Jaws that like, you know, it's a puppet, you know, it's a machine, but like when you're underwater and that thing's coming at you and like breaking the cage you're in, it's, it must be really scary anyway. And the same thing for those kids or their body doubles being in the car and having that thing like, you know, getting in there pretty, pretty much that that's gotta be scary. Even if you're expecting it. And then I guess not with the glass breaking. Um, I, I took a lot of notes on this scene. <laughs> now, did you guys know anything about this scene? I know, like, did you know anything about this movie? I know it's like a super popular movie, but I feel like at the same time, it's 
I feel like it's just super popular because it's great. It's got dinosaurs in it. Not for anything like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of movies that we cover on the podcast where if you haven't seen it before, you're going to know like five scenes in it. And I feel like this might not be one of them. Did you guys like know any? I knew that there was a dinosaur named Baby Blue from Universal and that is all I knew. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I knew like a few of the iconic scenes like the when the T-Rex is first coming and you see like the, the water. The gonna water ask, I was going to ask that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And like the car chase scene where the, the car chase is the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I had seen the scene where they were in the kitchen. That oh. one's big. That one's yeah. big. I I always think of, um, did you, any of you guys watch Mad Men? Mm-mm. So uh, Roger says to Pete, it doesn't matter. You don't know these characters. Um, like this older partner says to like this young up and coming guy, basically like put him in his place and it's a marketing firm doing advertising. Um, like, you know, you think you're hot shit, but like 99 cents, someone came up with that. And it wasn't always like that. Someone came up with that. It's like the best idea in marketing ever. Um, and I think like someone came up with the image of the water cup jiggling. <laughs> like, it's so cool. that's insane. That's, that's such a, such an ominous image. And like the go-to thing for parodies to this day, I think still would do that. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's uh, the objects in mirror are closer than they appear. Yeah, no, the car chase. Thing. I want that yep. on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. The and the lawyer gets it. Did you think he was going to get it while he was uh, taking a shit? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, so in the very first scene where we go, see the lawyer, you gotta go. Yeah, well, in the very first scene when we see the lawyer and he's getting pulled by like by those guys, um, I immediately looked at Lindsay and said this guy's going to fucking die. (laughs) 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 So this guy's not making it to the end of the movie. We paid attention to his outfit this time. Uh, I paid attention to a lot of them, but yeah, he's got like 90s short shorts on that like literally go off. He does have them shorts. Yeah, like not even halfway down. But it's like a suit. But he's got the suit top (laughs) and then like suit shoes. (laughs) That's back in style. LeBron wears that sometimes. So um, another outfit that I want to bring up is uh, Jeff Goldblum after he's attacked by the dinosaur and he's like laying on the the bed (laughs) with the with the shirt out. So they sell that picture at Universal like you can buy that in a plaque at Universal at the Jurassic Park store. Yeah, signed. Yeah, Signed it's, a, Jeff it's a very popular image. It is a very popular image. So not they're not on this episode, but they were on the... Um, so Sam and Bree, who were on the Raiders of the Lost Ark episode, in their house, they have a pillow with that image on it. <laughs> that one of their I hope made. it's a body pillow. Yeah, because <laughs> because that wasn't the Jurassic Park episode, I had to cut out the shout... They gave a shout out to the person who they're friends with who made that, but I had to cut it out. So Greg showed me an awesome meme I hadn't seen before yesterday. Well, it was a GIF, and it was... That image of Jeff Goldblum, like with his like deep V thing going on, um, but they took Doctor Grant from the scene where he's on the Triceratops and the Triceratops is breathing, and they put him on his chest. <laughs> and he, he, like, goes so he's down. like <laughs> going up and down, like on his chest. That's awesome. It's great. Did you gonna say the one where he like stands up out of the jeep and like whips his glasses off to get a better? Look? <laughs> that would be a good. I one. really like that scene, honestly. <laughs> And that and that's that's I mean another one of the little things the the added motions and gestures that Spielberg has actors add because as Sam Neill says you wouldn't take your glasses off to get a better look at something it doesn't make any sense <laughs> but it looks dramatic and it looks good it fumbles getting him off too like he's like shaking and like yeah. he can't get his glasses off right and stuff I yeah I always that always sticks out 
Yep. So that's so that's a moment that we can talk about because that is a term we haven't mentioned at all this month, but a very big thing that's sort of baked into the cake of Spielberg's public image, or at least the image of his images, is uh, Spielberg face. Do you guys know what that means or can you guess? So in almost all of his movies, there's at least a few shots of someone looking at something with a mix of awe or like horror or just bewonderment. And um, that's like a Spielberg thing. It's in pretty much all of his movies. There's a lot of that in this one. Um, but the, that's the moment that probably gets pulled out is Grant standing up in the Jeep and taking his glasses off. And they basically go around to all the characters and they all do it. <laughs> Um, and it happens a few times in this movie that someone looks at something with a sense of wonder. I also love when Dr. Grant takes off the glasses because I always think I'm like, even if he is standing on like a hill and there is like a lake in front of him, this is nothing there. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, Hawaii is beautiful where they shot this. So, <laughs> oh, they were, was they not only did they shoot in Hawaii, there they was a tropical storm that hit them when they were filming, right? I think they were all like trapped there or something while they filmed this. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy had to make a deal with the guy who uh, flew the seaplane in Raiders of the Lost Ark to fly them out. It's not a joke. That's true. (laughs) 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 Script just says laugh. (laughs) I have a question for y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think... Where'd they get the dinosaurs from? No, I was going to say. I know the answer to that question. Science. I'll let you go first, though. Oh, I was just going to ask, do you think that birds or us or whatever animal, what do you think actually evolved from dinosaurs? Because I I have some scientific reasoning behind it, but I want to, before I elaborate, I want you to go. You said an option was us? Because I don't (laughs) don't think it's us. (laughs) Maybe Quigley. Maybe Actually, yes. Quigley, the... uh, He's the velociraptor. Yeah, he does got some velociraptor in him, I think. He my gets up is, to 60 miles per hour. It's hairless cats. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> uh, they're like avian, right? That's I the whole thing. get on board with the bird theory. The Are you ready? Theory. So there is a bird theory. There's also a human theory, but that one's not as well supported. Is that lizard people? Uh, <laughs> well, well, we well essentially like we all have derived from some type of um, period where like either we were fish, reptiles, etc., but there's this common thing going on that's like, did our chickens technically dinosaurs? And kind of what Grant was saying, like birds are really just modern day dinosaurs. And like, while that idea is accepted, it's not fully true. But birds did evolve from a group called theropods. And in your theropod groups, you have your T-Rex. So like his philosophy on like the hollow bones and the air sacs, like that's all true for modern day birds, like ornithology, great, facts are awesome. Um, but they did evolve. Like there is a long distant lineage, but it's like you all going to a family party and being like, that's my great, great, great distant half cousin. Hmm. So it's like a very distant relationship, but there is a solid relationship there. I love when he tells that kid that dinosaurs came from birds and he's like, it's a big turkey. (laughs) The only, (laughs) only he he puts that child in his place. He does. (laughs) The only thing that's failing in that theory though, is that we all know birds are not real. That's true. So. It's pigeons. Mm. Yeah. 
I did see a very a very long YouTube from? video about <laughs> no, um, what a, somebody like analyzed what a T Rex would taste like, <laughs> and they it was like a ten minute long video about like well you know it would be the the, the legs would be like this because you know they could run and they got a lot of used it it was it was very in depth about what a T-Rex would taste like I don't even remember the answer because I was just blown away by the amount of research that this person did yeah so turns out they taste like people and everyone's like how do you know <laughs> I think I think he said it was like a lot like ostrich how do you know mm. <laughs> I know we had mentioned like the little water glass thing next time they do it, I think, is the footprint. Yes. When mm-hmm. Jeff Goblin was like looking at his own reflection in the footprint. <laughs> yeah, and he's he like, goes, guys, we got to go. That's now, now I'm, now I'm good shot. seriously alarmed or whatever he says. <laughs> it's so good. He's uh, a good character. We haven't been quoting Goldblum enough. No. We this, need to he's more. so cool. Life uh, finds a way. I was waiting for someone to say the word life. But yeah, he's got a lot of good ones. Always on the lookout for the next Xmas Malcolm. <laughs> Are you, you married occasionally? occasionally I love like how much of an evolutionist he is because we all have that one person that's around us that's like no it's like this and And, like you're just like shut up like and that's him so I just love it Dr. Sadler I refuse to believe you're not familiar with the concept of attraction I was just gonna say that one (laughs) (laughs) oh there's another fun scene in that uh, the helicopter scene where they're trying to put all the seatbelts on and but he has if you notice, he has two female parts of the seatbelt and he can't get them together. So he ties them together because life yeah. finds a way. Oh, I didn't notice that. I couldn't figure out why he... I was like, this man has definitely been on a plane before. We just saw him in a part of the world that was... Uh, well, no, wait, where were they digging? He was digging in Montana or something like that? Something like that. And I, I looked at Lindsay at that point and I said, there was dinosaurs in America. <laughs> so, yep. So we didn't know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, this man's definitely been before on a plane before. we got before. serious about border control. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, I was like, this man's definitely been on a plane before. How does he not know how to put the seatbelt on? But I did not notice that. That Yeah. So who, someone else must have had the other part of the seatbelt. I'm then. thinking, so every time I watch it, it makes me think of like how hastily Jurassic Park was put together. So, I mean, I guess the helicopter is <laughs> not really part of it, but it's just like, oh, we just like assembled this. We put it together and like, yeah, we have two parts of the seatbelt that don't work. <laughs> I still endorse it. I, I would still endorse it too. <laughs> every time I see that scene, I always wonder like, is this really like, because it's two female buckle ends. Like, is this, I was like, this seems too. I think it's just like a comedy scene, guys. Yeah, I yeah, gotta that's, say. That's how I always do it. We it haven't even talked about the Raptors yet. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's more interesting, the Raptors or the Buckles, though? <laughs> We're going to get into like where Freddy Krueger came from again. And I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it again. Bitch. <laughs> Sorry, that, that really bothered me about that movie. <laughs> Not to go back a few podcasts. <laughs> Guys, when we went over all our, our favorite characters, no one has any love for that, the Kenyan hunter, huh? Oh, he's He's great. Cool. He's really good. I mean, he does one thing and eats shit. That's like, <laughs> yeah. he's got the one thing he too. tries to do, he really fucks up. He does really fuck up. I, if he had stuck around, you could tell that like the uh, the doctors would have loved loved picking his brain though, like they would have gone on really Instead well. The Raptors picked his brain. Yeah, and said the Raptors picked his brain. I love that he gets killed exactly how Doctor Grant explains to the little oh, kid yeah. that the Raptors yep. are going to kill him. Such a good setup. Yep, so good. and you forgot it's like a full hour and thirty five minutes later. Yep, <laughs> clever girl. Yep. Oh man, so that all comes. I always forget the order because 
Ellie runs away from him into the bizarrely labyrinthian place where you really need to make the circuit breakers easier to find. I know <laughs> yes. it's shoddily built, but like spared no expense, my ass. Let's get those near the front door, maybe. <laughs> um, anyway, all of that plays out, and she's already basically done by the time he gets the raptors because she's being chased by the raptors before he gets killed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which I like, always just assume she runs away and then he gets killed, but it's like another 10, 15 months. Later. Yeah, they really put him on pause, like what he's doing, and they show you some other stuff, and they come yeah. back to him, like finally finding the raptor in the, the woods. Yes. Um, the stuff with Ellie in that maze where, you know, the raptor pokes out, and that's the first time you see a raptor. I actually, I don't normally have like markings down, but... Um, Hour and 44 minutes pretty much on the dot into the movie. The first time you actually see a raptor puppet, <laughs> clearly. Um, less than 20 minutes before the credits start. So that's, and to, to think of like how big a deal raptors are to Jurassic Park. <laughs> and how and how big a deal they are to this movie. The whole setup is all making you, it's making you scared of raptors. It's not making you scared of T-Rexes. Yeah. I mean, that whole last 20 minutes, though, is just them being chased by the raptors. Yeah, and it's, it sucks for them. Yes. <laughs> Those kids think they got jello time. You ain't got time for jello. <laughs> Get to a safe space. They've already explained to us though we were you're not gonna be able to run away from the raptors. That's why they can't they can't have to deal with the raptors for a full hour. They they'd lose. What you need is an icy room for slapstick comedy, as Timmy finds out. They can go sixty miles an hour and he's a little kid with a limp, but you just need a funny floor. Yes. <laughs> That um that kitchen scene is so good. Yeah, the kitchen scene is really, really good. Mm -hmm. It's so good. We haven't talked about Dean Cundy yet, who we talked about in what other episode that you guys were on? I mentioned we were going to talk about him in this episode. Mm -hmm. You remember? No. You forgot? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I forgot. Tell well, me. Dean Ooh. Cundy works a ton with John Carpenter, including on Halloween. Uh, uh, and this 15 years after Halloween, he, he does this and... He's the uh, director of photography, so he figures out all the fucking lighting and oh, how yeah, to shoot okay. stuff. Um, he's the one that Steven Spielberg makes go outside in that actual real life storm and film storm shots that they use in the movie. He was expendable. <laughs> he was an expendable. Uh, Dean Cundy is the absolute man. Yeah, that that kitchen scene was great. Um, Did you realize it was her reflection when the Raptors are like running at the? No, no, I didn't that's, until like finally their head hit. So like, that's great. <laughs> th there was a lot in the movie actually that I literally had to like close my eyes and be like, I can't watch, I can't watch, I can't watch. Still my favorite, but my biggest fear is like now being stuck in a kitchen with a raptor and being in a car accident and then dangling from a tree and throwing up on myself. <laughs> I won't tell anyone that you vomited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greg. You're welcome. I'll probably tell them I vomited. So accounting for raptors, um, Ellie closes the door to the chain link fence behind her. And when she gets back in there, of course, when she gets to the control room, they're like, you sure that Raptor's like contagious as long as they don't know how to open doors, immediately snap cut to the Raptor opening the door <laughs> so to the kitchen. Good. It's so good. Um, so does that mean the two Raptors at the end is the one from the kitchen that doesn't get locked in the freezer and the one from the maintenance yeah. maze? That's okay. Yep. That's what I figured. Because the one in the freezer is still there at the end, we're assuming. That's, That's what, what I assume. Because yeah. he puts the pin He's in. He's locked. Because he puts, yeah, because he puts yeah. the pin in. Okay. It'll be fun for someone to find later. <laughs> I don't think It seems like they just kind of left. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, because what's, what's loose at that point? The raptors, 
I guess everything they're everything except that one raptor yeah. in the freezer. Because the raptor paddock wasn't behind the main gate to Jurassic Park. So I guess maybe they're out they're the only ones out like messing with the visitor center for that reason. Seems like you'd probably want those behind the main gate, but I have a question about future Jurassic Park movies. Okay. Does that can of Barbasol ever come back into play? No. No, you think uh, it's gonna, right? Like yeah. the way they slowly like bury it. Yeah. It, you know it doesn't matter. I think that means that you're. It's not gonna. It's buried forever. Yeah. Basically. Well, they, they just put such a like focus on it. But they had already mentioned earlier that it only has enough coolant for like thirty hours or something. Yeah. Like okay. That. So you're it right. doesn't matter after that. So he anyway. needed like once he put it in, he needed to get off the island. Yes. Yep. His like whole like escape scene is really good too. Him like driving the jeep and opening the gates and the then- fact that he just drives through the pens like crazy. I mean, I guess he does that because he like he he knows he doesn't have enough time. Yeah. I think that's that's the route out. It's a very poorly planned park. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> They guess. keep saying they spared no expense, but they're in Ford Explorers. Expense is spared. Yeah, they spared some expense. They did spare some expense. Um, I still endorse it. <laughs> that scene with him and the Dilophosaurus scared the shit out of me, too, when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know which one the Dilophosaurus yeah. is. The one that goes... <laughs> Oh, okay. The the Wayne Knight. How does it go? Oh, again? that one scared me. But th- that one, I knew that was going to happen just because... I was like, there's no way it's just like a little, like there's going to be like a yeah. little puffer fish guy kind of thing. There's no way that this thing's just following him for like fucking food. Yeah. <laughs> him like throwing the stick, that. trying to throw the stick. Stick, stupid. <laughs> eh, no wonder you're extinct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you had to guess which character in this movie was in the most Jurassic Park movies, I think technically until the new one came out. That was, so of the five Jurassic Park movies preceding Dominion, which just came out, which of these characters is in four of them? Do I only get it one guess? You can guess a few times. You guys are not, they're not going to guess it. No, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah we, we're, we're drawing this out, but it's of course Dr. Henry Wu. Yes. Henry Wu? Yep. Beatty Wong. Oh, Beatty Wong. Back again and again. He's, He's in the like all. guy you who shows them the velociraptors and the eggs. If you thought that that's like a really important character, that like that's the guy who has the secrets to this going forward, that other companies are going to hire him to do this again, then you guessed right because that's happened multiple times throughout the course of Jurassic Park and World. And he, it never goes not wrong again. Never again. He's not in three, but he was in all the other ones. Okay. Is he in the new one? I don't think so. Okay. According to the Jurassic Park wiki. I guess this is where I can say I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen it. Me and Ray meant to see it like a bunch of times recently. Me too. I heard it's mostly about locusts. I heard it's not good, but yeah, we'll I've see heard it anyway. it's really bad. Why is everyone doing the Chris Pratt holding his thing up at dinosaurs? That only works with Blue and her friends because they've been trained since birth. You can't just go up to a wild dinosaur and do the Chris Pratt hand thing, but everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it, Greg. What? Who? <laughs> Have you not seen the Everyone, trailer? Right? Yeah. No. Everyone. I try not to watch trailers anymore. <laughs> okay, so like in every like every scene in the new movie, it seems like someone's like doing that thing. You know? Oh yeah, where yeah, he puts the, his the hand thing, yeah. Yeah. Which I don't like that at all. No, it's stupid. It's real dumb. But at least you could be like, okay, well, he's known he's he specifically has known these specific raptors since they were hatched. Yeah. That but makes it, sense. they're just it's him it's different people there's a there's a scene where like all the original characters that are in the new one all do it to just some random t-rex or something it's weird 
It shouldn't work. They should all get eaten for their hubris. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's like the point, right? Yes. Get eaten for your hubris. Mm, I don't like talking about this because it reminds me about how much I don't like it. This one's still so good, though. <laughs> yeah, so I thought you liked Jurassic World. I mean, I kind of did. I liked it because it was nostalgic, but. I like Vincent D'Onofrio. Chris Pratt's character is a little annoying. He doesn't do the clicker training right either. He just like randomly like clicking the thing. and like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he's just such a vacuum of charisma in this because like, I mean, because the first couple at least come out before the internet backlash against Chris Pratt, but he's still just not anywhere near as charming as in these movies as he is in the Guardians movies, as he was on Parks and Rec, as he was on Everwood, I still remember. Um, And uh, actually, he's kind of an asshole on Everwood. (laughs) Real season one of Parks and Rec energy from him then. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. Jurassic World is still definitely better than all of the other sequels related to Jurassic Park, but it's just nowhere near as good. Yeah, because it, it's doing like the Force Awakens thing. It just right. is this first the first movie over again right, with yeah. some different settings. Uh, although the the stand-in for the lawyer getting like embarrassingly eaten is the assistant who's like babysitting the kids in Jurassic World mm-hmm. who gets like really, really just really the worst death. <laughs> yeah, not good. You'll don't don't You'll spoil see. it. You'll see. That's why I that's why I kept it vague. Yeah. Yo, you guys. I love the lawyer getting eaten in this, honestly. Good scene. The fact it's that good. he's like he runs and hides in the bathroom and they're in the, us. Yeah, they're in the other he car and they don't know what's he going on. Us. You know, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> it's yep. just so good. That scene's great. Lex making every wrong decision right after Grant says, What you gotta not do is this. Cut to Lex and she's like, I bet I should do that. Is it right when all the wires start breaking? And, oh no, it's right when the T Rex come out comes out. Ian's like, man, I hate being right all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's very. Funny. I've never understood why there's a bathroom there because I feel like this yeah, is supposed to get out. Right. It's, yeah. Um, I when you gotta think, go, you gotta go. I think it's like an overlook area because the geography of that area doesn't make any sense to me. It, it never does. That's the one thing I, I, I don't saw understand. somebody draw a diagram of it before because it didn't make sense to me either, but they drew what it's supposed to be and why there's a cliff like, in yeah, because the, the T-Rex steps yeah, out, but what that's the, that's the that. same side that the car falls down the wall. Yeah. There's, there's a diagram that explains it. So, okay. Yeah. You'll have well, to look it up. my thinking is like that way, maybe they have something where the cars can stop there for a while and because people want to hang out and look at the D-Rex more, maybe. So have a bathroom there. It's only like the second or third paddock, right? Yeah. They're like, okay, we got to get a bathroom in here. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever's up first. I forgot. It's Gallimimus. Yeah. No, it's the, um, the this guy. Oh, the first, Dilophosaurus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So the Lavasaurus, did we talk about that scene too much? Just that he loses the Barbasol and the thing spits in his face, but that scene really fucked me up when I was a kid. That, that scene really <laughs> fucked me up when I was a kid, yeah. Because that's the that's the real, I, I guess some other times happen too, but that's like the, it's nighttime and it's raining, and you can't see very well, there's lightning happening, and this guy's just straight up being stalked. Yes. <laughs> and... You know he's doomed from the second he gets out of that car. You know, I appreciate that there's not a lot of, like, blood or anything in this movie. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of very violent deaths, but you don't really see any, like, gore or anything like that at all. No, just an arm on top of your uh, car or a leg. Yeah. Yeah. Or on your shoulder. 
Yeah, the Samuel L. Jackson yeah, arm, I guess, is the extent true. of it. That arm, yeah. I guess you don't really see that many people die, though. This is the lawyer who gets like thrown around by the T-Rex. Yeah. But even Nedry, you don't see him die. Right, exactly, which is good. Yep. You don't see the um hunter, I can't remember his name, right. get killed by the Velociraptor. They just jump I mean, it stays on that for a bit. Like, there's some ferns in the way, but you can see the raptor eating his face. Yeah, but it's it's obscured, yeah. but you know it's happening if yeah. you have a, like an yeah, overactive imagination, you're a child. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing on the blood or anything, which is kind of no. Nice. There's not blood. There's not gore. I think the Dilophosaurus what fucked me up as a kid too. Is he gets in the car and you're like, oh, he's how did he get in the car? Yeah, yeah. he's in the car, you know, waiting for him and stuff. That's like, <laughs> now they're straight up carjacking fools out here. I can't stand this shit, man. Grand Theft Auto style. <laughs> But that fucked me. It, honestly, the the T Rex chase scene, which is not that scary, but I feel like anytime I had a nightmare about Jurassic Park, it was that T Rex chasing me. It was always the T Rex. Yeah, and and heightened because I think the like signature set piece of the arcade cabinet that used to be at Dave and Buster's and various arcades was that like T Rex chase, where you have like the light gun pointing at the screen or whatever. Yes, and you're in the back. We of used it. to love that game. Good game. Mm-hmm. Good game. Um. Yeah, and we, we already mentioned it before, but the objects close are in mirror closer than they, they appear with the thing screaming at it. Mm-hmm. Just smart, funny, good stuff. They set you up for that too because they said that they clocked the T Rex at 30 miles per hour. Yeah, they set into, everything up. You know, third gear or whatever. Yeah. They set everything up. Yeah. There's so many shots in this movie that I just love. I think the the vista when they're up in the tree and the shots like from behind the three of them up in the tree looking out at the brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. That was my um, favorite scene. Yeah, that scene's just it's like... really good. It's the copycats of this kind of movie and all of Spielberg's movie, they never get like the human moments correct and that's all just like, you know, I don't know. I, he, he does it better than a lot of people do because that's this like fantasy adventure family movie stuff, but like the best anyone's ever done it right after a really terrifying scene followed by a really stressful scene when they're trying to get out of the tree. And then, you know, you get that too. It's a really important scene. It kind of brings it all back together. And he's talking about like how like they're just animals, you know, they're not monsters, they're animals. Something that the new Jurassic worlds don't do as well. I think where they're just like murdering the animals left and right, because they're just like, they're like only monsters in those movies, pretty much. Them walking through the ceiling is so good, too. Yeah, them walking through the ceiling is great. Walking through the ceiling, I like that turn of phrase. They're, they're walking through. That's also when there's the shot of just like, you know, another impossible thing that happens where um, the raptor is like looking up at the ceiling and it has like the code on it, the Gattaca mm-hmm. yeah. uh, gene code on it. <laughs> and you're just like, well, that's not how computer screens work. That's. Yeah. And if it was, even if it was projecting on him, it would be backwards. Like, but it doesn't matter. It's just like a rule of a rule of cool thing. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. no. I just felt like it was like one of those things that tied the movie together. Absolutely, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, I know this isn't how it would be. I know, but it was like it just felt right. <laughs> they need to bring back puppets. We need more puppets. Bring back puppets. What do you think the password was? To, to stop the the hacking of the computer because he's like, what's the password? What's the password? What do you think the password was? Oh, that should have been like a game or something. I think it was like money. money. Or like promotion, something like that. I'm gonna you say didn't, you didn't say hung, the magic word? Hungry for, but the number four, Monet. I like that, yeah. I, I changed my answer. It was dinosaur. 
Dinosaur. Dinosaurs. Um, I love that. Like, I love that he's complaining he doesn't get paid enough. And then the only time you, well, the next, the first time I should say, you see Nedry interact with Hammond. He says, like, yeah, no one bid lower than me for this job. It's like, well, dude, you set your rate. You bid for the job. <laughs> yes. like, yeah, he's just a whiner. Yep. Can't be happy. Don't get cheap on me, Dotson. Spared some expense. <laughs> Spared some expense. Yeah, literally the cheapest guy who did it. <laughs> who's an absolute slob who everyone hates. Spared no expense. <laughs> and you had him do all the automation possible that there's only like five people who work here. And you have a You should have more people working I, here. I know you wanted to wrap up, but no, when Hammond is talking to Ellie about how he's going to do it again. And he's like, it was a mistake going so much automation. That's what made me think. But he's like, that's it. Next time, we're not going to do all the automation. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have no control. And hand me some fucking ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just reach over ice cream. That's, oh, it's so good. I that's feel a- like Jurassic Park should be able to work. Like, I'm still rooting for Hammond. <laughs> Life, I endorse uh- it. Like, I feel like they put too much weight on that. Like, okay, but I gotta be honest though, like, we can't use frog DNA. Like, let's work, we can find some other DNA. Sure. I think we could. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. There's a moment I didn't know ever notice before this time watching it where the first time that they go to the T-Rex paddock during the daytime when the T-Rex doesn't get out, and uh Grant like climbs onto the back window sill pretty much to like try and get a better look. And Malcolm kind of reaches out and like puts his hand on his, on Grant's hand. I didn't notice that before. I that yeah. I didn't notice that. It's weird. <laughs> oh, now we'll look for next time. Yeah, look for next time. He's always like looking for dude, the next. Yeah, he's, always, he's always looking for the next ex Mrs. <laughs> Malcolm. <laughs> he's such a good character. Honestly, that all the characters are really good because like, there's a few that I can't remember, but for the most part, like I remember them all. They have like, you know, they give you enough about each yeah. one of them and like you can. Everyone has a good moment. Yeah. They're all very complete mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Every single one of them. I am. Um, I always like the doctor that's already at the Triceratops when they get there, who gives a response that I have given to questions before. I didn't write it down, but um, if any of you remember what Ellie says to him and then he like way too quickly when she explains something goes like. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like something clearly like he didn't do that he was supposed to do. <laughs> and, and like he was supposed to check, but didn't. And he goes, oh, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he doesn't seem. Yeah, this, the whole park's kind of shoddy when you start looking at the seams. Well, again, six people work there and you really need more than that. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's also like, yeah, we know they're poisonous, but they don't need them. <laughs> and when, sure? when she says, are you sure? He's like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Only one thing to do. He also is just Check letting the these people like. Co- That's a big it's pile fine. of shit. She's tranquilized. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, kids, come, come on, pet kids. this animal. She like, what? jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not an AZA credit. <laughs> Take some pics. <laughs> Take some pics. We knocked her out for go you. Lay, go lay on her belly. <laughs> go with the brats cool. up and down. Yeah. Uh, Spared some expense with that guy. Minimum wage worker there. I don't know. Yeah, Mister Sunglasses Mustache not pulling his weight over now. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, this is, I mean, I was two when this came out. It was definitely the first movie I saw. Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Sam Neill. Um, We haven't talked that much about Richard Attenborough, who, of course, 10 years before this movie comes out, 
beat Steven Spielberg for both both best director and best picture um, for his movie Gandhi, which was the same year that E.T. was up for those things. And E.T. was the odds on favorite and uh, Rich and Attenborough upset him. And 10 years later, Spielberg got his revenge, I guess, by casting him as a, like a megalomaniac kind of guy. <laughs> but at least he's rich. I don't know. I feel like John Hammond has, he has good intentions. Yeah. You know? He does. John Hammond, right, John. You know what I said? I always, I always think Richard Hammond, but that's the guy from Top Gear. Yeah, no, he he does because even like when the lawyer's saying the thing about charging whatever, he's like, "Well, no, this this should be for everybody," kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. And he really likes his grandkids, and I don't know, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, his whole thing with the the flea circus, and he wants to make something that's like genuine and real. And, yeah, you know. I think he had good intentions, but obviously flawed good intentions. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's still still man's hubris. And this time it's beauty that killed the beast. I guess that doesn't really apply. That's the end <laughs> of King Kong. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like the moment. It's not when they go through the gate, and Goldblum directly calls out that they ripped off the design from King Kong. I think yes. that's. I think that's fun. The Raptors. Like I think I've. It's Good been a enough. long time, but I think I've seen like pictures of they had like people in suits for that right yeah they're in uh, i think in that thing on netflix they describe it as a downhill skiing position that they're in yeah Mm -hmm. they're kind of scrunched up so they Um, have these dudes running around and that seems great the the sounds in this the t-rex roar and then the way the raptors talk to each other which i think only happens once when they hear the the kind of honking sound that they Mm -hmm. use to communicate but that obviously throughout the whole series is used a lot and I forget which of those is partially sampling turtles having sex, but one of them is. <laughs> I know the T-Rex, they just mixed a bunch of other animals, like, sounds together. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, here we go. This is a dinosaur roar. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because now it's like, yep, that's definitely what a dinosaur sounded like. It's like, well, somebody just made that up for a movie. But everyone's just like, yep, this is it. Yeah, the raptor noises in Jurassic Park are mating tortoises. There you go. Someone picked that. Somebody, Someone somebody picked, picked that. Someone's like, oh, I want it to be like yeah, I was walking through the jungle last night. I heard the best sound I've ever heard. <laughs> We've had this conversation before, but this movie, when it came out, was like a big cultural phenomenon. You know, like it made the news. People were talking about this movie, like, oh, like how big of a deal it was. You know what I mean? Because it, you know, obviously did a lot of things that hadn't been done before. Like Ray had mentioned, like no one had seen a dinosaur before on like the big screen like if someone had done it before it was like claymation so people thought this looked incredible it was a big deal like everyone was talking about it and it always makes me wonder because i feel like in our lifetime we've had like almost no movies like that there's been like almost no movies that have come out that like people just cannot stop talking about that are like that big of a deal yeah like we, yeah we've talked about this a yeah, lot yeah titanic this, yeah yeah titanic is probably one we we talk about Avatar. Avatar. That's that's where my mind went was Avatar, yeah. which I've never seen. It's not it's great. Not <laughs> Looks like we're gonna have a big Jim Winter. <laughs> Time it up with the new Avatar coming out. Avatar, I feel like was kind of like that because it was one of those things where it was. It's the one I always can't think of that yeah. was kind of like that. And Kyle I mean, and I were both working at the movies at that time. The highest grossing movie now, of all so. time. I was going to say, I feel like most of the conversation around that I can remember for Avatar was just like how much money it was making. Though It was never people were like, this movie is, well, some people did really like it, obviously. But I well, felt like most of the conversation you saw was like, wow, Avatar is just making crazy amounts of money. 
Well, the the thing was that it was like one of the first ones that was like really released for like intended to be in 3D. Like it wasn't necessarily like a gimmick, uh, but people would go and see it. And it came out in December and it was like really cold and gross out at that time. And you'd go and you'd see this movie and it was like way too long and it was in 3D and it was super vibrant colors and you get like immersed into the world. And then you'd like leave and be like, wow, like the real world sucks. Like <laughs> you got to go see this movie. So I think like a lot of word of mouth was spread that way. Um, I feel like that was a lot of the conversation around it. Yeah. Uh, have any of you guys ridden any of the Jurassic Park rides? I have, uh, I'm really, I feel really strongly about this. I wanted to bring it up earlier, so I'm glad you segued right into this. Yeah, we're getting into the miscellaneous yeah. now. <laughs> I'm really mad that they have the ride that you need a child to ride with. So, what? so there's, a there's a terror, <laughs> there's a pterodactyl ride and it's a two seater. It, it was not the ride I was thinking of, but yes, that's <laughs> yeah, correct. And there's a pterodactyl ride, ride and you need a child to ride with. They will not let two adults ride this ride. And I don't know why. And I'm really angry about it. And it I really scares the pterodons. It the scares if the you had seen this ride, you would not put two grown adults on it because it looks like the chair would just plummet to the ground. It's like a kiddie ride that they allow adults on if the kid is too scared to ride. Yeah, because it's like 80 feet in the air. It's it like pretty... 80 feet in the air. <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> 25. Oh my God, no But way. we thought, right? So we were sitting in Universal and Kyle was like, I'm so mad. And I just leaned over and I was like, We'll just find a kid to ride with us. Yeah, like, I have a kid you could have borrowed. Like, yeah, your kid's fake. So, <laughs> but could you imagine like us in Universal being like, hey, little kid, do you want to go to the, the pterodactyl yeah, you, get, you get kicked out for that. I'm just imagining Kyle like throwing a fit like at the front of the thing because <laughs> they won't let him on the kid ride. <laughs> this is the ride. Are you fucking it's serious? Like, <laughs> it's like a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I want to like, ride Why can't ride? two adults ride this? Yeah. <laughs> I want to ride it. I want Universal. Let me on that like ride. A, it looks like a swing. It is. It's like well, a giant swing. It like takes you over the park. It looks nice and scenic, and I want to go on it. <laughs> yeah, it does look. Not scenic. the roller coaster or any of the other rides in Jurassic Park. He wants to go on the kitty ride. I think I did go on that ride as a child. <laughs> How was it? But- I think it was good. Yeah, it was everything exactly. I wouldn't wish know, it right? Been. I'm sorry. I wouldn't know. Thanks it, for segueing. It was a life changing experience, really. Yeah. This was really not the ride I was going to focus on. <laughs> Wait, so were you, um, were you thinking Velocicoaster? I was, I was thinking the Jurassic Park ride. The I've been on the ride, Jurassic right? Park ride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have a funny story about uh, that. So the only time that I really boat. been to Universal prior to you know us going down for vacation mm-hmm. was at Miss America with all the Miss America candidates and they squished how much does that ride hold like maybe 30 people 25 probably yeah there's like I don't know six rows of five they squished as many candidates as they could they were like oh five no you could definitely fit six you're all skinny like squished us in for filming and I will never forget I had Texas behind me and she's freaking out the whole ride she's like there's water there's water my hair is going to get wet. And I was like, oh, nobody told her. Oh, no. Oh, no. And of course, all of us are like dying laughing. So as we do the big plummet down, you know, the whole nine yards, you get splashed. None of us are facing forward in the scene. We're all turned behind to see Texas's reaction. Priceless. But um, wonderful ride. Love it. Did we go on that? <laughs> My brother almost had to be pulled no, off that ride. You didn't want to. Screaming. You, didn't you were too busy having a tent for a tantrum about not going on the pterodactyl ride. You didn't go on the one was for this? adults because you were too sad about no. the kitty ride. He was so mad. 
No, was this after our near-death experience? They didn't let you on the carousel either. Was it that day? <laughs> he was too scared of the adult This was rides. after our near-death experience. I, I want to do okay. the kid ride, but can an adult accompany me? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Sir, yeah. no. So the Jurassic Park, the ride, you know, the big... It's cool. It, Wait, can it's we clarify? It's a big splash has, boat. It comes has this down. been redone? So, okay. Yes. Because I went, like, in the 90s. Yeah, it has. I mean, it's been refurbished, but not rethemed in Orlando. But in the Hollywood Universal, it's been rethemed to Jurassic World. Okay. So, like, like Chris like Pratt's on there, like you're gonna get wet, buddy, or whatever he says. I don't know. Look <laughs> out for dinosaurs. I don't. I haven't read Texas it. would have liked that warning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so that one is Jurassic World themed. There is also a newer Jurassic Park ride that opened in, I think, the newest Universal Park in Shanghai or something that looks amazing. I would look up a ride through of it. It actually somewhat recreates convincingly the scene where you're in a vehicle and you're facing backwards and a T-Rex is chasing you. Oh. Um, And it actually, like, looks pretty good. The Um, whole, like, dinosaur thing in... Universal is really awesome. Like the whole, not the safari ride, but the, the actual like dinosaur little thing that you're in the car and then they have all the games. Like it's a really cool experience to be in. Yeah. I and then like- Disney rips off and does Dino Land. So like. Yeah. yeah Dino Land USA where the dinosaur ride is. Mm. Um, brother had to be pulled off that one too. Yeah. So we, uh, <laughs> I know this is a little off topic, but we went on that dinosaur ride. And we had different expectations of it. It's terrifying. Yeah. Let me just correct myself real quick. It's at um, Universal Beijing is the uh, Jurassic World ride that I would say look up a ride through of. It looks really cool. So we we went to Disney way back when. I had ACL surgery. So like I couldn't go on any like rides and whatnot. And they were like, be very careful what you go on. Like kind of work up to it. But like can't do this, can't do that, can't do anything pivoting, can't do anything twisting. So we went on the safari ride and then we met up with some friends that live, you know, in the Disney area. And they were like, oh yeah, this dinosaur ride at Dinoland, just like the safari ride. And I was like, one, this ride is traumatizing. Um, Two, it jerks and twists like as if you're in like Jurassic Park, like driving away from the dinosaur and the T-Rex. Like it's that type of scene and you're trying to capture these dinosaurs. So I was like, this, this is not the safari ride. I like it because it has dinosaurs. I'm a fan of those. Dinosaurs. Have you not ridden it? No, I don't ride rides because they have lines. <laughs> this is true. I like the Jurassic Park ones more because they're more uh, name brand for me. Mm-hmm. The The Disney one are kind of the Hydrox cookies to Universal's Oreos. They in that very regard. much are. That is like mm-hmm. a very good description of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this uh, fourth movie for Big Steve Summer, the third one that at the time was the highest grossing movie of all time. All four have theme park rides. Only one in a Disney park, though. Definitely Jurassic Park has the most rides, if I had to guess. Yeah. Well, it is a theme park. Right. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It's, there's, a, there's a one-to-one there. Yes. And still creating rides. Like, Velocicoaster just came out. Yeah. Year, so. Yes. Yeah. And it looks awesome. Oh, my gosh. It looks so cool. Looks really cool. Congrats to uh, Universal for another hit. <laughs> People just love dinosaurs. Dude, yes, they do. Yeah. Dinosaurs. It's all those little kids. Little boys turn like five-year-olds old, and they have to be obsessed with either dinosaurs or like trains or trucks. They have like three options. Trains was earlier for me, and then I switched to dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Never really had a trucks phase. 
How about you, Kyle? Were you a dino kid, a, a truck kid, trains? I don't think I was any. Can I of guess them. what you were? I don't even know. Like, I don't think I had a thing. Can we call Sandra and find out? We'll have to find out. Yeah, we we'll we can call out. her he, after. He has a thing. We can call her after. How about you, Greg? Me? Um I didn't have trains or trucks. I like dinosaurs, but I wasn't obsessed. Mm. Okay, cool. Batman? <laughs> Batman. That was Batman. like my thing. It was not my thing, so that makes sense. Yeah, I think I had like some He-Man toys, but those were just like hand-me-downs. I never watched I never watched his show. I just had the toys. I was like, this one's a skeleton. That's cool. <laughs> Sick. I didn't know what their dynamic was. I got really, I was actually really upset when I found out they were enemies because in like my head cannon, they were just like, friends. I got them at the same time. They must be friends. <laughs> they had kind of like a Woody and Buzz dynamic. Oh, that's sweet. This one's named Skeletor. That's not his name. I probably named him like Jeff or something. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't have face skin, but that doesn't make him evil to me. It's very accepting of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, after careful consideration, I've decided I cannot endorse this podcast. <laughs> and I can't think of a better ending bit than that. So uh, any final thoughts on Jurassic Park before we move into whoa, ratings? Whoa, whoa, No game? No, we're already two hours in. <laughs> Bro, I came sol- I studied this movie for the game. I was ready for the trivia all, uh, this time. I all, was terribly bad at it the first time. All Jurassic, uh, all Big Steve summer episodes, they, they speak for themselves. They don't need games. Yeah, you, it looks like you've been crushed by your own hubris. <laughs> you haven't crushed by your own hubris. Enjoy your being eaten by a dinosaur. <laughs> so if you go on letterboxd.com, you can find Late to the Movies, that's the number two. We have a profile there. I make a diary entry and record our scores for each and every movie. This will be the only the second one that has five ratings on it. I'm not sure how that'll affect the number score, but on a scale of one to five, and you can go by half star or whatever intervals, on a scale of your choosing, what would you rate this movie? Anyone can start. I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. Of Samuel L. Jackson's arms. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it five out of five blood-sucking lawyers. Mm. Mm. Five out of five scantily clad, sweaty Ian Malcolms. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to do 4.8 out of five of... Why? Has to be half. Fucking did. Deal with it. <laughs> I can't. Then you know what? Come to my park. Free ticket. Okay, so this is your second favorite movie of all time, and it could be point two better, you think? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, um, you didn't ask me out of what, though. Wait, I didn't give it yet. Go for it. Jurassic Park t-shirts. I like it. Uh, and I'm five out of five X Mrs. Malcolms. <laughs> all right. Um, we're closing the gate. You know what? I'm going to change mine. It's it's five. I, I'm gonna give it a five out of five. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, After careful consideration. <laughs> yeah. So I'm at five. It's closer five. to it's closer to five than it is four point five. So I'll, I'm gonna round up. To so five. Lindsay, you were the only one preventing this from being our first perfect score. Do you want to change? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is like peer pressure. I don't do good with yeah, that. Yeah, you peer pressure the shit out of her. Now when you go to a party and everybody's having a drink, I'm like, yeah, I'll just have one. It's fine. I'm also going to change my rating scale. It's five out of five inappropriate screensavers. 
Oh, okay. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine will be five out of five, but I'll keep it in the sake of my t-shirt, despite you guys can't see it at home, of Jurassic Park t-shirts. That's a perfect score. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is legitimately our first uh, perfect score. It's a perfect movie. Samuel Jackson's arm is going to be mad at you, though, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fine, though. It's easier to figure out. I was going to ask you above or below the elbow for the half point, but uh, anyway... It's so good, this movie. It's a perfect movie. I can't believe this movie's 30 years old almost. And it's like looks You know what would good. make it point two better? A musical version. <laughs> the fact that the dinosaurs can sing. The fact that the T-Rex does not have a singing musical number like really <laughs> It's already scored by John Williams. Has, has its own solo with a monologue. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm meeting people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I've started watching. I'm not extinct anymore. Welcome back. I've been watching Fosse movies because Blank Check's doing Fosse now. So I'm just picturing the T-Rex doing jazz hands. <laughs> Little um, jazz hands. Yeah. Just I, I can see this though. There's like definitely solo. like a, a John Hammond like song about him. Like, you know, coming to terms with like that he's wrong. and yeah yeah. 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 I can picture a whole a whole song and dance about them chanting, bringing him to the car as the T-Rex is like approaching. Uh, right. mis- the Mr. DNA sequence, you can just make that a musical number pretty easily. Sure. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Let's copyright this real quick. So Big Steve <laughs> Big Steve can't take this away from us. <laughs> On the helicopter ride over, there's a whole thing where uh, Malcolm's beatboxing using his weird laugh cadence. <laughs> and it's all about chaos. It's all about chaos. All about chaos. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. The only thing predictable is unpredictability <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, clearly we need to end this. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, I'm not going to stop you. That's uh, Instagram.com or the Instagram app on your smartphone. And you can search for late to the movies underscore podcast. That's the number two. Also, John, Late to the movies at gmail.com if you want to send Noah a, a fun email. Doesn't even have to be about the podcast. If you put a question in there, we'll answer it. But you can just say hi to Noah. Also. Is that the number two in the email as well? That is correct. Uh the T Public. We have a T Public storefront. You can buy a shirt. One of them has Greg's face on it. I don't even think he's bought one. But you have. If you're listening, just based on the number that these are selling, you've probably bought one. Um <laughs> they also have magnets and cups and hats. Actually, they don't have hats. If they had hats, you would have seen me wearing a hat by now. Oh, I, I gotta find a, a I gotta find a hat place. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Pod beans. Pod beans. Uh, yeah, you can get us rate, review us, follow, score, pl- thumbs up us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, um, Pod Beans. You can just Google it and press play. I've been enjoying saying that one recently. That's technically Google Podcasts, but literally you can do it in a browser. It just comes right up. Um, that's right. If you really love us, you can endorse us. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you could carefully consider it and then decide if you're going to endorse us or not. It would really help us calm down the investors. It would help us calm down. I really hope you get a Which notification me, I guess. that uh, Velociraptors is following you now. I hope so. Mm. We can only hope. <laughs> uh, so this is the end of Big Steve Summer. My ranking for these movies goes... Jaws, Jurassic Park, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T. But I will say E.T. rose in my estimation this time around. And all of them are 1A through 1D 
If I went outside of this for Spielberg, I'll just say Catch Me If You Can is higher than you think it would be. Um, <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for being on, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. That one was way better.